Matthew chapter 5, go to verse number 9, and clap for the worship team for doing such a terrific job today. I noticed your Kyrie Irving shoes uh, up here on the stage. I'm just glad that you didn't bring Sage and, you know, just Kyrie Irving this place up. Just, I'm grateful for it. But I like the basketball shoes. Just don't do none of that weird stuff that he did in the Boston Garden last night. Okay. Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. We are concluding today a series called Just Like the ministry center feels like they got to be quiet, but we need to be loud, so I'm going to try it again. We're concluding a series today called Just Like Jesus. Oh, there's a, there is a good crew here today. Okay. Just Like Jesus. And, um, and we've been talking about out of Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. It says, the same attitude that Christ had, you should have. What a beautiful just imagery. The attitude of Christ. We should carry that attitude. Now, all of us are familiar when we say attitude. We, you know, we think attitude is everything. Your attitude is your altitude. You can't have a bad attitude and live a great life. We think about all those things. But the Bible is literally saying the servant of all, the perfect one, have his attitude. And when I read that verse, it makes me think of Jesus's, well, it's not his first sermon, but it's the longest sermon we have recorded in any of the four gospels. The Sermon on the Mount. And um, just to paint a picture before we read these scriptures, Jesus had started his ministry at age 30. He was born in a manger. We're going to celebrate that on Christmas. He was born in a manger. Some wise men came and laid down their gifts when he was a child, not a baby, when he was a child. Jesus, we don't know anything from his birth till 12. At 12 years old, he is found in the temple learning and asking questions. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, that he was gaining knowledge wisdom and favor with God and man. We don't see him from 12 to 30. We don't know what he was doing from ages 12 to 30, but can I just suggest if he played high school football, he was better than Reggie Bush. Just want to say that. So we don't know what he did from 12 to 30, but at age 30, at a wedding in Cana, he starts his ministry where he turns water into wine. He says to his mother, it's, I, don't know, I don't think it's my time, but you know, mom's, mom's mad strong. So mom's like, no, you're going to turn the water into wine. So he starts his ministry at age 30 years of age. He starts preaching two messages. His two messages that he preaches when he starts his ministry is a message of repentance and a message that the kingdom of God is at hand. Literally at hand. He is here. He is ushering in a new kingdom. He is starting a new world order. So he preaches two messages. Repent, which means literally turn away from your sin. Make a 180 in your lifestyle from unrighteousness to righteousness. Repent. Repentance is not tears. Repentance is changing your thinking. So he says, repent and the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, this doesn't seem like the most like crazy, incredible messages, but it was more the messenger that was given the message. And throngs of people have responded. Thousands are following him. So much so that he leaves his hometown, Nazareth. He goes to Capernaum. He is now by the Sea of Galilee teaching. So many people are there. He has to go up to a mountainside and preach a message. He's got people that are committed and surrendered. They're committed to his ways and they're surrendered to the kingdom of God. They have accepted this is the guy. This is the king. This is the Messiah. He is the real deal. And we want to live for this guy's kingdom. 
So he's got a crew that is committed and surrendered. I want to ask you today, have you surrendered your life to God and committed your life to God? Have you surrendered to the grace of Jesus? Have you surrendered to the love of God? And have you committed to following him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Because there's thousands of people listening to him, and this is the crowd he's talking to. And he says to them, this is the first time he has deviated from his message of repentance and kingdom. The first thing he talks about is attitude. He gives the beatitudes. Be your attitude. He's talking to Christ's followers, his, his followers, his crew. And he says, if you're going to come into this kingdom and follow me, this ought to be your attitude. So he goes through all the blessed. And the translation for the word blessed is happy. But it's not like happy like Pharrell. It's not like happy like despicable me. It's not happy that kind of happy. It's not happy like from like money or fame or following. It's not external reality. He's talking about internal reality. He's not talking about circumstances that make you happy. He's talking about the internal world of a Christ follower. He says blessed, happy on the inside is the one that has Christ. It actually says it's an exclamation of joy and peace. Don't you buy the lie of the enemy that says you need this, that, and the other to be happy. No, all you need is Jesus. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. So he says things like blessed are the poor in spirit. When you realize that you are bankrupt spiritually, you are rich. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And here's the last three. Today we are going to dissect and dive into the last three bless that God gives us here in Matthew chapter 5. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you for real ready? Yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel, I'm convinced here in the ministry center. I'm, somebody convinced me on the chat. I see Leah Luong's convinced. I see Josh Mayfield is convinced. Tanya Fear is convinced. we got to change that last name from Fear to Faith. i just got to be honest with you right now. Nathan Flynn is ready. All right, here we go. Matthew chapter 5. Go to verse 9. It says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revel and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you on Twitter, falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called Fighting for Peace. Fighting for Peace. I know it feels like, man, 2020, we can't wait for it to come to a close. I've been fighting for peace all year long. I feel like all I do right now is fight for my sanity, fight for my, for, for my family, fight for, fight for peace. Peace on my pillow, peace in my relationships, peace in this nation. I am fighting for peace. Jesus came to fight for peace. Jesus died on a cross so you could have peace. And I want you to take up that same attitude that Jesus did for your life, that you would fight not just for your own peace, but fight for the peace of our church, fight for the peace of this land, and fight for the peace of your family. Come on, clap if you're down to get into it. I want to ask you, what would make you fight? 
know what I'm saying? Like what like what would what 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 would be like at the level like all right, we're going blows. Like I'll fight for that. Like what 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 would like if somebody like stole your Chick-fil-A, are you gonna fight? Like are you down to fight? Like, oh you 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 grab my Chick-fil-A French fries? Like not even in the nuggets, like it's just the sauce and the french fries for me. Like what would cause you to fight? Like what would like I'll never forget when I was growing up, somebody they um on Christmas morning they woke up, their house had been robbed the night during Christmas Eve. They woke up to no presence in their house. I'm like, that is a that's peep that that person's evil, okay? Like there's levels of evil. That's the most evil I heard. Like you're gonna come in on Christmas Eve and st- they woke up to no that's fight that's that's fight worthy right there. What would what would connotate what would be permissible for you to say i'll fight for this i will fight for peace because jesus starts and he says blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called the sons of god now listen i I just got to make sure you understand what he's talking about peacemakers he is talking about people that are broken spiritually that spiritually they're conflicted, spiritually they're at war. He's talking about people that are down and out and depressed and hurting and they need restoration, they need reconciliation, they need redemption, and they need forgiveness. Listen, you cannot give away what you do not have. So he says, if you receive my peace and you have been made with peace with God, when you get made right with God, you're at peace. He, the wrath of God is turned away. The, the, your, your sins are not counted against you. You're at peace with the Father. When you die and go to heaven and stand in the courts of heaven, you will be justified because of the gift of Jesus. You're at peace. God is not your enemy. God is your friend. Because you have the peace of God, you can give the peace of God. Jesus came to bring peace on the earth. Oh, even Isaiah, when he prophesied of the birth of Jesus, he said, a child is born unto us. His name will be called the Prince of Peace. He said, actually, the government of peace will rest on his shoulders, and of this peace, there will be no end. Jesus came to usher in peace. John 14, watch what Jesus says. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus is full of peace. That's why when you get around God, you're finally at peace. You ever notice how much peace is in his presence? You ever notice like when you get in the presence of God, when we start worshiping or you're listening to the word of God, just like... That's the peace I've been looking for. Netflix did not deliver it. That substance did not deliver it. That peppermint bark ice cream, haagen is a liar. I needed peace. And the only place that can give me the peace that I need is in the presence of the king. He says, when you receive this peace, blessed, blessed, happy is the one who goes and makes peace with people that don't know God, don't love God, people that think they don't need God. See, in other words, what Jesus is saying is happy is the one that doesn't just go, man, I got peace. Y'all are jacked up, man. I feel bad for you. Woo! You look like you are, you are so fearful. You are in anxiety. You are all a mess. You are strung out. No, he said, blessed is the man that goes out and says, God offers you peace, friend. God offers you peace. You might be in this place or that place, but I, I serve the God that wants you to feel like you are at peace with God. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, the one that brings redemption and reconciliation and restoration and forgiveness because they will be called the true sons of God. Now, this idea of being sons and daughters of God is ushered into the New Testament. It is ushered into the thought when, when, when we come into the new covenant. And watch what the Bible says, two verses, John 1, and then we're going to look at another scripture that talk about us being children of God. Watch this, John 1. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to be called the children of God children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will but born of God when you are made right with God you're a child of God when you have peace with God you're a son and you're a daughter this is not by your father's will this is not by your mother's birth no I'm telling you this is from the Holy Spirit this is the seal of salvation I have the right to be called a child of God the Bible literally says you're an heir of everything that God has you get the inheritance Look, 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 just let me show you one more verse. Oh, look at 1 John 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Because when you know God, you say, I can't speak about a child of God like that. How dare I judge my brother or my sister in this family? That's a child of God. I, 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 need to be, I need to be very careful because why would I go against my own family, my spiritual family? You and I might have different last names. You might be of different ethnicity, but we are in the family of God. He said, the one that understands this, blessed in the inside, happy on the inside, exclamation of joy and peace is the one who has received peace and goes and makes peace. And says, friend, I don't know if you knew this, but you're a son and you're a daughter. Friend, I don't know if you knew this, but peace to you. Peace from the Holy Spirit. Peace from the Father. You, you, you're, you're offered to become a true son. This, 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 this verbiage here, a true son. Remember, Paul says to Timothy, if you don't know much about the Bible, this guy, Paul, he's a church builder. He's an incredible preacher. And he calls this guy, Timothy, a true son in the faith. Why? Because of the way he behaved and the way he went out to go and make peace. You prove yourself as a true son, as a true daughter, not by just receiving peace, by going to give peace. Not by just saying, oh, I got peace. But you go and make peace with your neighborhood and your friends and your family and say the good news is for you the gospel of jesus is for you i've been made right with god and so can you friend come on clap today if you're grateful that blessed is the peacemaker for they shall be called a son of god a true son of god i don't know how many you saw but a couple weeks ago i was messing around with the worship team talking to the worship team and i was talking to jason he's on bass today but usually he's he's on guitar and i went over and i you know i was complimenting his outfit we were wearing some of the same clothes and and he he presented in front of the whole church i didn't see it coming he asked if he could be a beach boy i was like my guy that's bold like i got three like we're good like we're like i got a trinity of this crew like i'm good like, I got 752. Like, we're good. Winston Mav, Clivey boy, we're good. This guy's trying to get in on this. I'm like, man, I don't know, bro. Like, you grown. You got your own bills. Like, you did Cruise too. Like, Jason did Cruise too. Like, I'm, I don't need you. You're, you're good. And let's say I did accept him. He's not a true son. He a fakey. Like, he's kind of like, like a dap him up, but we, he's not a true son. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the true sons of God. They're real. They're authentic. In other words, what Jesus is saying, you're not blessed because you got peace. You're blessed if you make peace. You're not happy on the inside because you just, oh, you bless. Good for you. But do you realize how many people are destroyed? Do you realize how many people are addicted? Do you realize how many people are in torment and in fear and in suffering? And you're going to leave all that peace just for you? No, come on, somebody thank him. I am a peacemaker. I'm looking to go out and to help people understand there is a God that's in love with you. There is a God that is for you. There is a God that sent his one and his only son. Blessed are the peace makers those are the real sons of god oh i love this about jesus right down number one we are at peace and in a fight at the same time we are at peace with god and we are in a fight at the exact same time how could you have peace and be in a fight that's what jesus is saying i want you to receive my peace but i want you to give my peace i want you to fight for people that cannot fight for themselves i want you to love people that do not love themselves i do not want you to sit in the church and be about yourself kumbaya style oh it's just us four no more i want you to go to the highways and the byways and i want you to preach the gospel i want you to share the good news of god i want you to be a peacemaker blessed are the peacemakers may we be a church I'm yelling because I get really excited about this stuff. Because the only thing that is annoying to me is a Christian that receives the peace. It's like, I'm good. Oh, y'all suffering? <laughs> Hear me today. We don't say things like, we're blessed to be a blessing about money. We are blessed with the comfort of the Holy Spirit and the joy of the Lord and the peace that surpasses all understanding to go be peacemakers. See what he's saying? So he continues on in thought, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Look at verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Write down number two, we are living right and accused of wrong at the same time. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness. Now this is the second time in the Sermon of the Mount, in the Beatitudes, that Jesus has addressed righteousness. The first time he talked about righteousness, he said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now he brings up righteousness a second time. And this time he says, blessed are you when you are persecuted for your righteousness. When, when, when they accuse you for your righteous standards. When, when, when people are like, why are you so righteous? Why, why you act so holy? You're not better than me. Oh, you think you're holier than me? You think because you live by these standards that you're better than me. Blessed are you when you are persecuted for your righteous lifestyle, for you will inherit the kingdom of God. I just need to give you a heads up. The world is not just alienated from God. They are in rebellion towards God. The world is not far away from God. They hate the things of God. That's why when Jesus came and preached the greatest virtues and the greatest values ever, they hated his message and they hated him. Why did they hate Jesus? Because they loved the values and they loved virtues. They just didn't like the way Jesus said you had to get them. He said you have to have righteousness in this kingdom. The world wants justice. They just want justice on their own terms. But Jesus said, listen, you got to come into this kingdom and live by my righteous standards and you will be blessed when you live by them and hated by the world 
I'm, I'm here to encourage you today. Please hear me. I want you to have peace. I want you to have salvation. I want you to have the joy of the Lord, but you just need to have a heads up. If you're going to follow God, you're going to get hated by the world. The world hates truth and the world hates the light and the world hates righteousness. And that's why they're like, how, how come you wait until you're married to have sex? How come you tithe? How come you don't cuss? How come you, how come you act? How come you do this? How come you do that? Why? Because it feels bad about itself. And it hates righteous standards. They hated Jesus. They're going to hate you. We, we use these terms, you know, that are really interesting. Like, I, I, I love these terms, but they're just really interesting to me. Like, a lot of people that follow Jesus want to be like, favor. Favor ain't fair. You know, I got met favor. And I'm like, cool, man. Looks like you got favor. And you got that whole thing going down. Favor. Favor ain't fair. And I'm like, all right, you got the favor of God. That is, we all have favor. Because grace, by definition, is undeserved blessing and unmerited favor. But nobody's going like, persecution. <laughs> got persecution. Got haters. Like, nobody's doing that. It, it, it's almost as if you want the blessing of God without the persecution of God. It's almost like you want the favor, but you don't want the price that comes with faith. He says, happy is the man. Blessed is the one. Blessed is this person that understands that living by righteous values and righteous standards will bring persecution. Where the world doesn't understand why it doesn't like you. There are some people that like you and they don't even know why that is favor. And there are some people that hate you and they don't know why it's your faith. And those are happening simultaneously on the earth. And by the way, this is, this is nothing new. They hated Isaiah the prophet. Line by line, Isaiah. They hated him. Elijah was a bald man. You don't use Rogaine, Elijah. They hated him. They hated every prophet in the Bible. They, they, they beat Paul the apostle. But watch the people that held in faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Watch what it says. Through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms and established true justice. Their faith, fa faith fastened onto the promises and pulled them into reality. It was faith that shut the mouth of lions, put out the power of raging fire, caused many to escape certain death by its sword. In their weakness, their faith imparted power to make them strong. Faith sparked courage within them, and they became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm into the battle array. Faith-filled women saw their dead children raised in resurrection power, yet it was faith that enabled others to endure great atrocities. They were stretched out on the wheel and tortured and didn't deny their faith in order to be freed because they longed for a more honorable and glorious resurrection. The, 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 the people that are mentioned here in, the, in, in Hebrews 11, they basically said, you can hate me all you want, but I am not a citizen of this earth. I am going to a greater place. I am living for a greater reward. I have a greater king. I don't live for a politician or president or government. I live for a greater rule, and I don't care what anybody on this earth says. I'm living for a better day. Happy is the man, happy is the man, happy is the woman, happy is the person on the inside who is persecuted for righteousness, 
for theirs is the kingdom. God is so big on this. Jesus is so big on this. He actually is the only time. He does not elaborate on, elaborate on any other blessed. This is the only one he's like, you ever talk to somebody, you're like giving them a list of things to do, and then you're like, well, let me just rabbit trail here for a second. Jesus takes time on this. Watch what he continues to say. I'm going to read it from the message. This is the next two verses. Not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer. Even for though they didn't like it, I do. <laughs> and all of heaven applauds. And know that you are in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. <laughs> My prophets... And witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. You, you, you have to understand that if you're troubled by persecution, so was Jesus. And so was the prophets. So was Isaiah. So was Jesus. So was Paul. So was Jonah. So, yeah, everybody that stood up, stood up for their faith. But can I just... Can I bring a suggestion to you? The same grace that was sufficient for them will not be insufficient for you. The same grace that got them through the fiery arrows and the lion's den. The same grace that got them out of Egypt is the same grace that will get you through your storm. It would not be a different grace. It will be the same grace. He says happy. Happy is the one that takes a stand for their faith. You know, I wonder in 2020, in this world that feels like it is just shifting per moment, will there be people in the land that say, this is what I believe. This is what I stand for. This is what the Bible says. I'm not the authority on this. God is. And so I live by righteous standards because I'm really happy on the inside. And I'm not happy because I get to indulge in this, that, or the other. I'm happy because I do my best to live according to God's truths and the way God has laid out life. I'm happy on the inside. And you can make fun of me all you want. You can, you can mock me and betray me. You can go against me. You can say and make up lies about my family name, but it's okay. I already knew that was going to come. Wow. Jesus already told me that when I stand up, for the truth of who he is, people will hate it on the earth. You are not invited into this Christianity to be liked by all. You are not invited to follow God so everybody could love you and praise you. Blessed is the one who is persecuted for the righteous standard. They will be called not just a true son. They will inherit the kingdom of God. And Jesus actually says, I kind of like it. I'm kind of into it, man. In fact, every witness I've ever had, this is what the world has done to them. Every person that's ever been a message for, messenger for me, this is what's happened to them. I don't know about you, but I want to be just like Jesus. And I don't want to be just like Jesus in my virtues and my values. I want to be just like Jesus to make a stand on the earth. This is what I believe. The, 
I, I believe this with all my heart. If you don't stand for something, you'll bow to everything. You will be by every whim and every twist of culture and whatever's happening in the world, but not me. I'm, I'm building my life on the rock of God's word. I'm building my life on the precepts of his word. The grass may wither and the flower may fade, but the word of the Lord will last forever. So this person's going to come and go, but my God will last and rule forever. And so, and so they mocked Jesus and, and, they, and, they, and they ridiculed him and they, and they falsely accused him and they, and they said, this is who you say you are. And if that's who you are, then, then, then prove, you know, people want you to prove Christianity. Our generation wants a display of the power of God. It's what they wanted from Jesus. It's what they want from you. But he said, blessed are the meek. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are you when you take a stand for what you believe and you fight for peace. By the way, just because someone hates them, the Bible never says you can hate them. If they hate you, Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. The greatest thing to do for a hater in your life, pray for them. God, I thank you that this Christmas, they are going to get a Nintendo Switch and a drone in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, bless them. Keep your heart pure. You cannot overcome evil with evil. We overcome evil with good. And Jesus, when he was on the cross, worship team, you can join me. Jesus, when he was on the cross, he did not say, Father, you see what they're doing here? I want you to unleash all the angels right now. Give them hell, God. I want you to show them what we can do. Let's go on three. One, two, three. We can do it. He's on the cross being persecuted and being mocked. And he prays for them. He prays for the people. Father, will you forgive them For they know not what they do. I just unleash right now, God, forgiveness. Right now on the cross, God, I just, I'm going to be a peacemaker. Bring restoration to them, God. Bring reconciliation to them, Father. God, thank you that right now, overwhelm them with your mercy. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Do not overcome evil with evil. You keep on being you. You keep on fighting your fight. You fight for peace in your home, peace on your pillow, peace in your life, and peace in this world. And you keep on being you. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman who who is a peacemaker. Blessed is the one who stands up for righteousness and is even persecuted for it because we already knew God said it's been granted on you not only to believe on him but to suffer for him. I just, I just, I cannot paint a one-sided picture that says, come on, if you follow Jesus, it's going to be all flowers. It's going to be all good. You're going to love it. It's going to be nothing but blessing, nothing but favor, nothing but grace, nothing but peace, nothing but joy. You're going to be blessed. Just if you follow Jesus, it's all good. No, it's not all good. Part of the world is going to hate you when you follow this king because it's about his kingdom and it's about his order and the world is alienated. The world rebels against it. But you and I, we know what's going to happen. We already know their play. We already know what's going to take place. And so even in spite of it, even in the midst of it, we stay tender hearted and we love the world. 
Zoe, what I'm trying to tell you today is we are fighting for peace. We're not going to get persecuted and be like, all right, that's it. That's it. I had enough of being nice. No, you haven't. Keep loving. Keep serving. Keep going. Keep standing for the truth of who God is. And I believe greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. Like I just, I grew up, forgive me, I grew up on rap music. Forgive me, I just, I grew up with a lot of rap music. I was like, I was that kid with the big Case Logic. Remember Case Logics? I was a kid at summer camp every year. Like I had to go to the cliff and throw off all the guys. You know, just like every year at summer camp. All right, we're throwing Tupac and Biggie off the cliff again. Like here we go again. Okay, I'm getting saved again. Here I am at summer camp throwing away my whole Case Logic. It's the worst. Go out and buy them like a month later. You guys get it. But I, but I always remembered this line. I always, I always, it always kind of stuck with me because I, I always thought about the serpent. Your bark was loud, but your bite wasn't vicious. That's one of my favorite rap lines. That's just one of my favorite ones. Because even as a kid, when I heard that, I always thought about the liar, the thief, the accuser. The one that presents itself so powerful and yet has been cast down to hates. The one that wants to bring torment and fear and shame into my life and yet can do nothing. Blessed are you if you're persecuted. The world can try and maim you and blame you. Paul's like, man, you want to know what's crazy? Three times they beat me. Three times they just... But you know what? We are pressed, but we're not destroyed. We are persecuted, but we are not abandoned. We might be going through some hard times, but I'm grateful to God. I'm going to keep on singing. I'm going to keep on dancing. I'm going to keep on loving. I'm going to fight for peace. And I'm not just going to hang up here and fight for my peace. I'm going to fight for your peace. I'm going to fight for your family. You can throw the book at me, but I'm going to bless those that persecute me. I'm going to pray for my enemies. Come on, right now, wherever you're at, I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to fight for peace right now. Come on, let's get some faith. Let's get some hope. And let's get some love.